Hi, my name is Tia Kim. I'm a wife, a mother, and a member of Bethany Baptist Church in Southern California. I'll be reading an article I wrote in December of 2020 called The Gift of a Quiet Heart. A quiet heart was a rare jewel this year. Fear, anxiety, anger, and complaining, so much complaining, ruled our hearts. As an older minister once said about himself to Charles Spurgeon, our souls were like weaning rather than weaned children. What is the difference? The weaning child's desires are at the center of his universe. Give me milk or I shall die, he cries to his mother, who suddenly withholds her milk. But a weaned child has learned to say with David, O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Psalm 131. Where is the calmed and quieted soul in 2020, or in whatever year you find yourself listening to this? Through the many unexplained sufferings in this life, how do we keep a heart like the weaned child? We must begin with humility. In 1 Chronicles 29:14, David glorifies God and then asks, but who am I? He asks the question about his identity in light of God's identity, and he doesn't confuse the two. Even as Israel's king, he knows his place because he knows God's place. Pride falsely elevates ourselves, our desires, and our abilities. Pride deludes us into believing that we can plumb the depths of God's wisdom, so we demand answers in our distress. What are you doing? What have you done? Why? But who can explain to a weaning child in terms he understands why his mother suddenly says no or wait to his pleas for milk? How can he understand that comfort and nourishment must come in different ways as he matures? His knowledge and experience are not yet big enough to grasp why. Sometimes affliction's purpose is to keep us from going astray and to loosen our grip on this world, even on God's good gifts. But where human comprehension fails to explain suffering, the weaned child acknowledges that the Lord is in his holy temple and even pain and suffering are his servants for our good. Within a six month span in 1757 to 1758, Sarah Edwards lost her son-in-law, her father-in-law, and her husband, the well-known Jonathan Edwards. Less than two weeks after losing her husband, she wrote to her widowed daughter, My very dear child, what shall I say? A holy and good God has covered us with a dark cloud. Oh, that we may kiss the rod and lay our hands upon our mouths. The Lord has done it. But my God lives, and he has my heart. Her daughter also died before receiving her letter. When God weaned her of her best earthly gifts, Edwards did not respond in tantrum, but in trust. Like Job in Job 40 verse 4, she says, Behold, I am of small account. I lay my hand over my mouth. Had she lashed out in prideful anger, we would have understood her pain. But she didn't elevate her pain to the place of God. 
She believed that his wounding rod was wielded by a goodness and wisdom superior to her own. In the same letter to her daughter, she wrote, We are all given to God, and there I am, and love to thee. In her suffering, she wasn't only resigned, but gladly resigned to receive whatever God gave. She postured her soul like a weaned child until her own death six months later. To the end, she wasn't only humble, she was content. Every weaned child was once a weaning one. He's calmed and quieted now because he was once agitated and fussing. Like the Apostle Paul, he's had to learn contentment. Paul writes in Philippians 4, 11 to 12, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. The weaned child has had to learn the contentment that Jeremiah Burroughs describes as that sweet, inward, quiet, gracious frame of spirit which freely submits to and delights in God's wise and fatherly disposal in every condition. Life's rhythms as the weaned child knew them are gone, but he entrusts his soul to his faithful creator. No longer does he demand milk to his spiritual malnutrition, but in return he receives something better that precious peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. He's learning to keep a quiet heart. The subdued weaned child is not the end of the psalm or of our story. God doesn't wean us just to bow our hearts. He weans us to lift our heads again in joy. David's call to hope in Psalm 131.3 is an invitation, a gift in suffering. He calls Israel, and God's word calls us to no longer trust in idols that can't deliver or satisfy, but to wait for the Lord, because God will redeem every weaning pain. Has God weaned us this year? With what loss, what pain, what irritation? Each one was carefully planned by a tender father who disciplines us for our good. And in the words of 1 Peter 5.10, after we have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called us to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish us. Until then, we can wait on him with a quiet heart.